have no idea why, but just now when I was about to record, I was like ready to i i just embodied rupaul for a second and when he opens the door in drag race to say hi to the contestants he's like hello 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 i was ready to say that just now and i don't know why i just watched that show way too much i think those of you that know me you guys know that i religiously watch that show a little too much and talk about it a little too often but anyways hi hello 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 (laughs) welcome to the chiona podcast my name is sarah sodizi and if you're new here hello welcome this is where i talk about stories from my life and we're on episode 20 which is ridiculous because who would have thought that people actually cared about what i have to say but anyways yes if you're new here i talk about my life i talk about things that i've learned in my 20 somethings stupid things happy things sad things and crazy things and everything in between if you are not new here, hello, hello, loyal supporters. I love you, mis bebecitos. Thank you for sticking around for 20 episodes. I mean, we're going to get to 100 at some point. So if you're still here by then, you a real one. You a real one, mijo, mija, whoever you are, you're a real one. I'm going to disclaim a couple of things right now. So first of all, I don't know why my AC is like blasting like crazy. And so my throat is going a little bananas. So maybe if my voice sounds a little off, that's 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 the reason why I promise I'm not sick. It's just that my throat has been feeling the side effects of a really crazy AC. Second thing, a little disclaimer here is we are going to be talking a little bit about a serious topic that I think needs to be talked about a little bit more because, okay, I'm a, I'm a preface it with preface, preface it with this. If it seems too good to be true, then it probably is. And what I mean by that is if there's an offer that's given to you or if there's something that, you know, like has all these great things associated with it or these perks or like it just seems like it came from nowhere and you're like, wow, this is made for me, blah, blah, blah. Please, for the love of God, trust your instincts, especially you young ladies out there. And I am not dismissing the fact that this can happen to boys or older boys, younger boys, whoever you are. This happens on a regular basis. So what I am going to be talking about is somewhat related to sex trafficking. And again, if this triggers you or if this makes you upset in any way, then maybe this episode ain't the one for you. We got 20 other episodes. Oh, I can't do math. We got 19 other episodes for you to listen to if you want to listen to something a little bit more lighthearted. Granted, this episode will still contain some very funny little bits and pieces and everything like that, but I still want to focus the attention on the fact that this is a very serious issue that happens a lot more than you think and a lot more out in the open than you think. So yeah, sit back, relax. I promise this is going to be a happy ending story, but it's a little bit of a heavier topic. So I will completely understand if you skip over this episode today. Now you're probably thinking, Sarah, what the heck are you even going to have to say about this topic? Please don't tell me that this has remotely even happened to you. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. As a somewhat attractive looking human being, I don't know, this is my own words. Other people might beg to differ and think I'm like, but ugly. But as a semi-decent looking human being, I've had people approach me before saying oh like you could do this or you should be doing this or you should be doing that and what I mean by that is people on the street have stopped me before and said oh you should really go into modeling and are you stupid or are you dumb because first of all I like to think that I'm like somewhat tall but I'm definitely not tall enough for the modeling industry and second of all I like to eat 
I like to eat things and I can't like as somebody that goes to the gym yes like I maintain my physique pretty well but it's definitely not the arena that the modeling industry has I'm 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 gonna say that props to you if you're part of it but to be honest with you like it's just it's just one of those things where it could never be for me because of just of the lifestyle that I live and and all that stuff but that being said yes people have come up to me before and said hey like you look like you could really do some great commercial modeling or you could do you know some some modeling or runway or whatever and I remember the specific instance in grade 12 and again, this is where it gets a little sketchy. So I'm going to just tell you this. It is a little bit of a serious topic, but at the same time, I'm going to make it lighthearted so nobody's worrying about me or freaking out because hello, todavía estoy aquí. So, I mean, yeah, nobody's, uh, no, no, nobody's in any danger here, okay? So anyways, I remember I was walking down the street in downtown Toronto, and this was when I was about 16, 16, 17 years old, I don't remember. And I think it was when I had gone to visit my grandma and she lives in like the heart of downtown Toronto. So I was, I was going to visit her and then suddenly this gentleman walks up to me or is like walking towards me and he stops me and is like, oh my goodness, like, have you ever considered modeling? And I was like, who the heck is like, at first I was like, who the heck is this guy? But as a young kid you're very impressionable by things right so when somebody says to you oh like you look like you could be a really great model or you look like you could really do some really great modeling and stuff like when people hype you up like that especially at the age that I was at where my self-esteem was just starting to build up a little bit more after the disaster that was my grade 10 year so I, I was a little taken aback by that and I was like uh like I didn't really know what to say and I was just like uh no nobody's really said that to me blah 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 like I was kind of really shy because hello stranger danger but he was like, I don't remember what this guy's name was, but he introduced himself by name and everything and had a business card and all and gave me his business card and was like, oh, you should call me and we'll set something up. And, you know, like, I think you'd be really great at such and such agency. Like, I don't remember the specific details. If I did, well, then this story could go a little bit differently. So anyways, I went to go visit my grandma, forgot about it completely. Okay. And then I remember talking to my best friend in high school at the time and I told her, I was like, hey, like I got this, I got this business card from this guy on the street in downtown Toronto. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, like he said that I would be really good for modeling and he, to give him a call. And my friend was like, um, hello, what are you waiting for? Like call him and he can set you up and hello, you'll be a model. And I was thinking, um, I don't know if I'd want to do that because like, it's not for me maybe that industry is not for me and with the history that I've had with like eating and my physique and everything like that I felt like I was getting into like really dangerous waters I guess you could say so it wasn't even the act of me like calling this guy that was sketchy it was just the fact that this whole opportunity might have a really negative effect on my mental health given the scope of the things that I'd been through in the past and so I told my friend I was like oh well I'll think about it whatever and I had it in my school backpack the the business card I really wish I kept it because then at that point like yo like maybe something could have came from this I don't know I felt bad about it afterwards but I realized like you know what it is what it is so I had the business card in my in my backpack and I looked at it and I was thinking like I should just call and you know like what 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 harm would there be in just calling and everything like that but then something inside of me again guys it's going back to this idea of 
if it seems way too good to be true, then it probably is. And I can't explain it to you guys. Like us, us human beings, we have natural instincts, of course, right? So when we feel like something's off or something's not right, you know, like there's, there's just something that goes off inside of you that's just like, no, I don't think that this is right. And that's exactly what went off for me. I thought to myself, I was like, no, you know what? Like, I, I don't think this is for me. Like, I don't think I should go for it. And so I tossed away the business card. And then I remember watching this YouTube video. Like, a this was when I was in university. So I had already finished high school and I'd forgotten about this situation until this came up. Where I was watching a YouTube video of that TV show where it's like, uh, what, is, what is it called? It's called, What Would You Do? And I know the situations are a little extravagant and dramatic, but some of them are very real situations. And I remember one of the situations that I was watching was about this girl that went to go and meet up with this older guy or met up with this guy that she had talked to on the phone and had talked to online and everything like that. And they discussed how dangerous the, these kinds of things were when you meet up with somebody or like when you meet up with a stranger online, especially for young teenage girls, when you meet up with somebody from online and then turns out you know that's the last time you ever see your family I don't want to make it dramatic or anything like that but like it's the last time you see your family and a lot of these girls will often get kidnapped or they'll get thrown into the sex trafficking trade or into prostitution and things like that and immediately my mind started to race because I thought oh my goodness like I'm not saying that you know I'm not saying that that's what it was but I'm saying that it could have potentially been that because like think about it think about it think about it like I know that this happens to some people where they get recognized on the street or like they get their big break by somebody going up to them and being like, please call me like we can do amazing things together, whatever. Like, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but I mean, just like the feeling that I had inside my gut and then just the fact that it happened just so randomly and like, I don't know, it there was something that just went off of me that was like, no, this is way too good to be true. And I'm so glad that I never called that guy because who knows what that would have been or what that could have been and keep in mind you guys I was like I was like a high school senior I was barely at the cusp of adulthood you know what I mean so keeping that in mind where I thought like if it seems too good to be true then it probably is this kind of mentality could have potentially saved my life all right, so we're going to get into a little bit more like a lighthearted one. I know that was really heavy and a lot to handle. And I promise, estoy bien. Everything's fine. We'll, we'll be okay. You don't need to think about that anymore. We're going to talk about a little bit more of a lighthearted story. So this was when I was in university or like maybe like second year or third year university, I want to say. So I was like in my early 20s at this point. And I was really desperate for a job. Like at the time, as most college university students know we're broke and we need some source of income granted I would like to think that I was very much more privileged than a lot of other college university students because I still had things that were accessible to me and I was living at home so the expenses were covered in some regard but anyways nonetheless I really really wanted to get a job and so I was looking online and I was searching through ads and, and, and then I found this one ad that really spoke, stood out to me because I personally really love nonprofit work and I love working with kids and I love that whole 
sector of employment, if that's what you want to call it. I don't freaking know. So anyways, I saw this ad and I was like, oh, like this seems like a respectable place. And I think I have the qualifications for it. So then I tried searching up because no soy tan estupida, okay? Like I'm not that stupid. I searched up the place and they had the same name as a senior home or it was like some sort of like retirement care place and that's what I thought it was so I was like okay cool because the description was very similar and like just overall the vibes at this point I didn't sense anything sketchy yet I'm spoiling it for you guys a little bit but whatever so I was like okay like I'm gonna apply let's see if they respond and within the same day they messaged me back and are like, hey, do you think you could have a couple minutes of, of time to set up an interview? It's at this address and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this and we'll go over your resume and the qualifications for the role and everything like that. Hope to hear from you soon. So then I give the girl a call because there's a phone number on the thing. I give the girl a call and I'm like, hey, like I'm just calling back regarding the email that you sent. And uh, yeah, I'd love to do an interview with you guys. Like um, this time works best for me. Like what time works best for you? And then we set up the interview and that was that, right? So I make it to the interview and there's maybe one other girl that had interviewed before me and she was dressed really nice. She was dressed really, really, she's a little pretty girl. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So like, you know, I, I guess maybe there's a, quite a few people that are applying for this position. So I sat there in the waiting room and I was really nervous because in interviews, they freak me out. I think it's just more so like the before, not really the during. Cause like before I'm just thinking about all the things that I can say or all the things that could go wrong. Yes. Hello. Anxiety. How are you? But when I'm actually in the interview, I turn it, I turn on my serosodiziness and like, I'm immediately just like, Hey, how are you? Like, it's just like a light switch that goes off and immediately I'm this bubbly, crazy and insane person that loves to talk and loves to get to know people. So when I'm in the interview, I was like, okay, I'm going to be fine. I'm, I'm going to be fine. But I'm sitting there in the waiting room and something's really off about this office. Like, it's like literally an office space with like no furniture. Because you know when you're in a waiting room or when you're in an office, you know, you can see that there's like an atmosphere of sorts, right? But while I was there, there was like maybe a couple of chairs and then like the office spaces themselves had like maybe one chair and a desk and even the girls, like the secretary, I guess I could call her, I don't even freaking know, secretary, she, her desk was like, like, it hardly had any like even like little trinkets of like because when I worked when I worked in a in an office like I had little trinkets like I had pictures of my family my graduation pictures like little sticky notes like even like a coffee mug or something you know just to like I guess make the space your own but she really only had like a water bottle and maybe there was like a plant but it was like a generic fake plant that was like right on it was like a tiny little thing on the desk and then there was a clipboard where you could sign your name for like the interview slots or whatever and I was like okay like this is a little weird but whatever this isn't when the alarm bell went off guys I know you're listening to this and you're probably like Sara get out of there what are you doing and not that this is really an excuse or anything like that but when you need a job Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, you know what I mean? Like, I've worked some pretty interesting jobs in my lifetime. 
So I was just thinking, like, at this point, it was such a last resort for me to be so desperate for a job that I was willing to ignore the signs. Kind of similar to how I ignore the signs when I date people. Hmm, funny. How funny is that? Anyways, um, so finally it was my turn to get an interview or whatever, or to be interviewed. So I go inside this office, and there's this young guy. I want to say he's no older than like 25 or whatever. And he starts going on about how he's the CEO of the company and he's wearing a suit that's like two sizes too big. I'm telling you, it's like a 15-year-old trying to wear like his dad's suit or something because his suit did not fit him at all. And he was like, yeah, I'm the CEO of this company for like a while and this is what we do. So basically, it very much seemed like door-to-door stuff, like where you would go to people's houses and ask for donations. I don't know. It was really, really sketchy. And so after that, this is when I was like, no, this is this is way too good to be true. There's no way in hell that I am going to accept a job like this or going to be working a job like this because he started saying, oh, like I noticed your last, this was so unprofessional. I noticed your last name. Oh, like, are you Hispanic? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, yeah. And he was like, oh, so, and oh, I'm looking at your resume and it says that you speak Spanish, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I know how to speak Spanish too. Wait, wait, wait. This was so weird, guys. This was literally so weird. He goes, he goes, oh, puedo pedir una cerveza, por favor. He, that's what people always say at resorts and stuff like that. Like, it's nothing new. So many of my friends have said that to me. So when he said that to me, I didn't even laugh. And it was so awkward. I was like, okay, well... This is the end. They're going to kill me and who knows if I'm ever going to see my family again. But <laughs> I got out of that interview. I was so uncomfortable by the end of it. I was like, oh my gosh, no. And then the girl at the desk was like, okay, like we'll let you know like if you got it, blah, 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 and everything like that. Not even within a few hours. A few hours. Because I got in the car with my dad. Back then, this is when I didn't drive. So I got in the car with my dad and he was like, oh, how was it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, it was okay. <laughs> Great. And then literally as soon as I got home, so like I said, not even a few hours later, they called me, the girl, the secretary, she called me. She's like, hey, Sarah, I'm just kind of let you know they really, really liked you and they want to offer you the position, blah, blah, blah. She was so enthusiastic about it, guys. Like, I can't even explain to you how enthusiastic because it was just, oh, like the alarm bells had already been going off. This is like, call the ambulance, call the fire department, call the police. Like, bro, it was just so next level sketch. And I was like, this is definitely too, too good to be true. Like, there's no way that this is a legit place because the guy that's running this whole operation looks like he's like 12. What the heck is going on? So I said to the lady, I was like, no, it's okay. You can get rid of my resume. I'm not interested in the position anymore. Like I came up with some BS, yo, <laughs> like about why I didn't want to take the position because she started asking me more questions and it was just like so uncomfortable. I was like, no, I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate it here. And then, yeah, I hung up the phone and I was just like thinking to myself like, yo, what in the world was that? Like it literally, guys, like it literally was just the most, I don't know, it was just so uncomfortable. Like, imagine that. And I've talked about this before, where, like, people will fetishize a Hispanic woman as, like, what they see on the TV, where it's, like, we're stupid, we're bodacious, and we're curvy, and we're dramatic, and everything like that. I'm not eliminating the fact that I'm very dramatic. But also, like, this stereotype that just, like, sexualizes us like crazy is so dehumanizing and disgusting. And that's what I felt 
what was happening to me during this interview. It was so disgusting or whatever. And I know a lot of you guys that are listening right now are like, yo, what the heck is this place? And funny enough, I tried searching it up. I tried searching it up again. But the only place that comes up is that senior place, which I thought that that's what it was. But then turns out, obviously, when they gave me the description when I got to the interview that that's not what it was, I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta dip out of here. So an important takeaway, my friends, wherever the heck you are, whoever the heck you are, if it seems too good to be true, I cannot stress this enough. If it seems too good to be true, then it probably schmobbly is. It probably is. Like, I mean, think about it. If somebody's offering you a million dollars and there's no strings attached, you really gonna jump and grab that money and run like it's nobody's business? Come on now. Come on now. Let's be smart. And Sarah Sodizi, when she was like, what, 17 and then what, 20 years old, still didn't make the right choices and run when she had the chance or run when she was supposed to. Well, then maybe I wouldn't have these stories. But Again, we're going to just go back to the idea of like, I know sometimes you might be so desperate for something or you might think like, oh, I have like the best chance of getting this now that this opportunity has come my way. Ooh, please just do your research. And this is why like, I love doing research now. I know it's not related in the slightest, my idea of what research is and like, and all that stuff, because my academic work has nothing to do with this, but At the same time, I love doing research because you can get the fine details and you can understand why things are the way that they are. And now I'm slightly starting to understand why my parents need every single freaking detail of my life whenever I leave the house. And I do complain about the fact that my brother never gets this kind of treatment because it's true. Like my parents don't really care. Well, I wouldn't say they wouldn't really care, but they aren't as cautious about my brother's safety as opposed to mine so that being said I don't think we should dismiss the fact that this type of stuff happens to boys too obviously we hear a lot more that women face all kinds of harassment and all kinds of terrible things happening to them but what I want to emphasize here is that this can happen to anybody and just to be smart Be smart, use your brain, call a friend, call your parents if something just does not feel right. All right, and before I sign off today, I just want to say thank you so very, very much to all the people that have supported me. I feel like I'm a broken record because I keep saying the same thing over and over again. But what I want to say after 20 freaking episodes, we started this in February. I say we because I couldn't have done this without y'all. We started this in February and it is now July. July, my dudes. And okay, aside from the fact that it's been that many episodes and whatnot, and I'm going to be 27 in like a handful of months. Ew. But like, guys, guys, I can't believe that you guys are still willing to listen to me after all this freaking time. <laughs> so I I can't even, I can't even deny the fact that I'm so appreciative of that. And uh, that one other thing is that I love when you guys engage with me and you say, oh, I love this part or I love when you talk about this. Oh, I'm going through something like this. Like when you guys relate to the things that I talk about, you don't know what kind of a smile it brings on my face when you tell me that. So 
um, for those of you that have been supporting me since day one, two, three, four, whenever you've been supporting me, I have a special place in my heart for you. Let me tell you that, son. For next week, <laughs> aside from that, for next week, I have two very special guests that will be on my podcast. They are my single friends and my lovely, 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 lovely friends from grad school because I feel like, yes, I talk about grad school all the time and all that fun stuff, but I mean, these are the people that met me when I was just starting to build myself up and really striving to be a better human being because prior to me entering grad school, it was a very long journey for me to be okay with my mental health and be okay with the things that were happening within my life and the changes that were going on in my life. So yes, my two very good friends, Jess and Aless, that just so happens to rhyme, yes, they will be on the podcast next week. I hope you can tune in. And, and again, if you have any questions for me or for anybody that I have featured on this podcast, be sure to let me know. Hit me up on Instagram at SoDZ. And I will be sure to get to it, and I will be sure to address it. But until then, Black Lives Matter, Indigenous Lives Matter, Immigrant Lives Matter, and God loves you very, very much. Okay, bye.